Welcome to Unshakable with Human Design, the show dedicated to helping entrepreneurs use human design to shift from hustle to flow without sacrificing results. Come here to become an unshakable human and build an unshakable business according to your human design. I'm your host, Nicole Lano. Hello and welcome to Unshakable with Human Design, everyone. I'm your host, Nicole Lano, and this is a doozy. (laughs) I'm going to ask you something. If you feel drawn to more esoteric things, if you find yourself in the last few years feeling more drawn to things like this, like human design, you're listening to the show, so I'm guessing at least you're a bit curious to themes like abundance, to themes like energetics. If you find yourself saying yes or being open to things that maybe a few years ago even you might have been like, these people are crazy. If you find yourself being more open to some of this stuff, I'm going to explain to you why that might be happening, what you might be experiencing, what we're all experiencing right now that can contribute to these feelings of being more connected to some of these more woo themes and these more woo practices. So we're going to dive into this today. This is definitely going to be one of my more woo episodes, so be prepared. Buckle up, everybody. But you know that I absolutely ground everything in practicality, so I'm going to do my best to make this easy to understand. I'm not going to go deep into every single theme because it would take a lot of background information for you to understand that. My goal with this episode is that you can understand the greater themes that are going on energetically, where we're headed, what the future looks like for humanity, and how you can best navigate it and how you can prepare yourself and how you can feel really good about this change that's coming as opposed to being afraid, which is part of the reason why I'm talking about this, because there is a lot of fear around this. There is a lot going on uh, online. There's a lot of discussions happening that are very doomsday about the things that are coming. And I just don't subscribe to that. Part of my human design is that I do tend to see things in a more positive way. I, I tend to have a more positive perspective on things and I see how things will work out rather than how they will all fall apart. That is my perspective. So let's talk a little bit about this. You may have heard something about this coming change in 2027 that's associated with human design. What we're going to be talking about today is the big change for humanity that's coming in the sense that the background frequency will be changing for the first time in anyone's lifetime. And by background frequency, if you've been listening to the transit episodes that we've been doing, we did one at the start of October and then we did one at the start of November, and we'll be doing them at the start of every month going forward. We actually have a guest that will be joining us going forward, at least for some of the episodes, if not all of them. I'm bringing on an amazing, amazing astrologer to do this with me because I know that she will deepen this conversation so much and she will add what I feel is a really needed element to this. Her name is Christina Luna and she is on Instagram. She's at lunation.live. We will link this up in the show notes for you, but please go follow her, get to know her, get to see what she's all about. She's truly amazing and she's going to bring a real depth of knowledge here to this as well. But if you've been listening to those transit episodes where I go through what's the background frequency, the gates that we are all going to be experiencing. Now, that's on a different level. That is much more personal. What we are talking about 
in today's episode is on a bigger, grander scale. So to explain this in the simplest way that I can think of is that the gates, that everything that we experience, all of our energy is filtered through for all of humanity are changing. They're going to change in 2027, and they have been in the same gates since the year 1615. It's a very long time. Nobody was alive when we had different gates. We have only experienced this energy, which is why this is a BFD. (laughs) This is a big deal, because we're all going to experience something new. Now, the simplest way that I can think of explaining this in a way where we get the point across but this still remains very grounded and easy for you to get, are similar to the way that our human design charts have an incarnation cross. We have a theme. We have a way that our life is unfolding, these themes that are imprinted on us and that are somehow part of our purpose. The crosses all have names, so I'm the transpersonal cross of dominion. You might have the cross of the Maya. You might have the cross of the unexpected. If you look at your chart, it will say a name of a cross. And basically, the the name of the cross has to do with four gates, the four gates that are your conscious sun, your conscious earth, your unconscious sun, and your unconscious earth. We are not talking about the same placements here, but we are talking about the same configuration of gates. The cross consists of four gates, and that's how you get a theme. So what we're talking about here for the cross of humanity, so to speak, is these four gates come together. There are actually eight that play out in the entire story that we're talking about. Well, we're going to focus on the four because these are the basic themes. There is a theme of life for everyone. So since 1615, we have been under the same general themes. And you can go back in time and you can see how these have changed throughout the ages. But as we've seen, if you look at this through another lens of saying that we've seen humanity, evolve and change over the ages we have all changed now that could be just we learn things we change people grow sure but there's also an energetic change that happens where it's a movement that happens and there are certain doorways pathways or energetic frequencies that allow these changes to happen there's themes that are at play We have all been under the same themes for the last 400 years, which is the cross of planning. That is the cross that we have been under. Now, you might even be someone who is the cross of planning. That might be your personal incarnation cross, which actually means that you're kind of built for this world that we have been in. It's not a problem that you're going to be moving out of it. It's just going to be different than you experienced. But the cross of planning is made up of four gates. Gate 37, gate 40, gate 16, and gate 9. Now, I'm going to break them down because each placement of the gate that we are talking about has a specific placement in the meaning that we're putting on it when we're talking about this theme that we're all under. So the energetic theme that we're all under, the way that we did life, so to speak, was through gate 37, which is a tribal gate that sits in the emotional center And it's all about loyalty. So this greater theme of our way of life was very much rooted in loyalty under the cross of planning. And then we have the thing that we value, the thing that we worship, 
the thing that we put on a pedestal, the thing we strive for, which is gate 40 under the cross of planning, that particular theme was filtered through the gate of gate 40. Gate 40 sits in the ego center right across the channel from 37. They make up the channel of the bargain. Now, gate 40 is all about work and getting paid to do what you do. Hopefully loving the work that you do and doing it and then resting. It's that work-life balance that we're going for. But the gate 40 is about kind of worshiping work, making that our greatest value. And if you think about that, career certainly lands at the top of most people's lists, at least up until recently, for what they value, what's important to them. Every gate has a theme. It's either individual, tribal, or collective. Collective is the most important to know the difference. Collective can be logical or it can be abstract. It can be very logically thinking or it can be abstract thinking. You can think about it that way, so to speak. These are tribal. So these are about the tribe. These are about community. The tribe is about community. And 3740 is the channel of community. So the way we did things and what we cared about was very much tied to a bargain, a transactional relationship of loyalty and work. Working and being loyal, emotionally supporting and financially supporting the tribe, the group, the community. And then we have the other gate in the cross is gate 16. So what did we do? The gate 16 represents this pattern of life that we've been living under, which is all about skills. Gate 16 is the gate of skills. So that theme of what we all did, what we all focused on, is through this theme of skills, building skills, obtaining skills, perfecting skills. Let's get better and better and better at things. Let's learn how to do this. Let's learn how to build this. It's very much about building and it's logical. It is a collective logical gate. How do we do this? How do we get better? It's part of the channel of talent. It's about developing your skills so that it can ultimately be turned into mastery in that channel. And then we have the last one in this cross of planning is we did all of this through the behavior of gate nine. And gate nine is about details. It's about focus, the ability to focus, specialization. So if you think about it, we went through life valuing loyalty and work. We went through life with this theme of being loyal and working, being loyal to your company, being loyal to your spouse, being loyal to your community. These are the things that we valued, right? I do one for you, you do one for me. We take care of each other. That bargain that is there. And then we also built our skills and we specialized in our skills and we focused. And what did we do with that? Underneath this cross, we built huge infrastructure. We've built global infrastructure. We have taken care of our tribe through governments, institutions, companies, and these are the things that have grown and it has been about that type of growth, right? How do we build this infrastructure? So that's the stuff that's been behind the scenes pushing us in a direction, pulling us in a direction. We have this energetic frequency of building this global infrastructure that we have been building financial infrastructures, the internet, all of this stuff, building all of this. We've been doing that. 
for all of these years, the Industrial Revolution, all of that cross of planning themes here at play. So what happens when we shift? How big is this shift? Now, we had four gates there. Two of those gates in the cross of planning are tribal, so community-focused. And two of those gates are logical, collective-focused. Nothing's on me, the individual, in that cross. It is very much focused on immediate communities and the greater collective. Now, we shift in 2027 to a very different cross. All of those placements now will get filtered, all of these themes will get filtered through different gates, which are going to give us all a different vibe. Now, I'm saying 2027. I'm putting that marker on there because 2027 is when the actual shift happens. But I want you to remember as well that nothing just happens on one date. It, we're coming to the end of a cycle, so we're starting to feel this ending, this finality of it. And I'm asking you right now, do you feel change on the horizon? Do you feel like you need to prepare for something different? Not bad, not even good, but just different. Do you feel pulled in a different direction than you always have and you don't necessarily have a logical reason as to why? Well, this is actually why. As a species, we are being called to something different. So what is that? When these gates shift, they are going to shift all of those placements, how we did things, what we cared about, what we valued, what was the pattern, all of that just get filtered through different gates. And we're shifting from the cross of planning gates to the cross of the sleeping phoenix. Very, very different cross. Now, we're going to break these down the same way we did the cross of planning. The cross of the sleeping phoenix, the way that we're going to do life, the way that it will be now is through the gate of 55. Gate 55 is the gate of abundance, spirit. Aren't these words that we hear used a lot more right now? And don't they resonate on a very, very different level now with most of humanity? We're much more accepting of hearing things like spirit and abundance. I can't find anybody lately that's telling me that they want something that doesn't have the word abundance in it somewhere. It's literally on everybody's list. I want abundance, even if they don't quite know what, they, what that means. Even if they couldn't describe it to me, there is this feeling that people are craving. Now, gate 55 sits in the emotional center as well, but it's very different than the 37th gate. The gate 55 is individual. It's not tribal. This is about individual having. It is about abundance. It's about believing. It's about the emotional connection to abundance. It is about true spirit and spiritual connection. And I believe that spiritual connection does come from the emotional place. It does come from this place of feeling. So the 55th gate is showing us that the way of the future is going to be abundance for me. Not necessarily for everyone else. We are going to be more focused on ourselves rather than just being loyal to everyone else. And then the next gate that we're going to talk about, what we value. What is the thing that we are going to put higher up than anything else? What are we going to value? 
And this theme is filtered through the gate of gate 59, which is the gate of intimacy. Now, the gate of intimacy is all about being transparent, truly honest and intimate with somebody else. Real closeness can be sexual, can definitely be sexual, very sexual gate. But it's also, it is about true intimacy with yourself and with another. It is also kind of selective in that way. Gate 59 is looking around saying, you're who I want to be intimate with. And it's able to create intimacy in relationships. This is a tribal gate, but it's not the same as the tribal gates in the cross of planning. This is part of the defense circuit. This is more about reproduction than the ego circuit, which is about support. It's different. So now we're going from gate 40, where we worship work, to worshiping intimacy, to valuing intimacy and transparency and honesty between each other. And then we move on to the next theme. The next gate that we're looking at is what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. The pattern that is going to be important. And this is through gate 20, which is about presence. 20 is a funny gate. It sits in the throat center. It is individual. It's highly individual. Gate 20 sits in the throat center. And it's that gate that's just always ready. That gate that's like, now, now. This is true, now. This is what I feel now. Honest. And then we move down to the way that we are going to behave. What is the behavior that's going to be guiding us? Gate 34 is personal power. Aligning with personal power. Also an individual gate and a very powerful gate in the sacral center. Gate 34 only has power when it's doing the things that it loves individually. It's not for anyone else. It's for itself. And through its own actions, its own correct actions of empowering itself, it empowers others. So we're shifting from a mainly tribal and logical collective cross in the cross of planning to three gates that are individual and one tribal and its defense circuit, not ego circuit, which is different. It's not about supporting the tribe necessarily. It's more about emotional support. But gate 59 is about reproduction. It's about creating more of us doing what's right for us. But three gates are individual. So one could say that we're moving out of the age of the tribe and where we rely on the institutions more than we ever look at ourselves and say, what's in it for me? To an age where it's going to be very much about me, very much about the individual. There's some doomsdayers out there that are like, it's all going to come crumbling down. It's all going to be every man for himself. It's going to get ugly. We're not going to be able to rely on anything. There's not going to be any money because the institutions are all going to fall. I don't subscribe to that. I really don't. I see the opportunity that's in it. If we all rise to the occasion. So that is why I think that there are people at the forefront of this change who are teaching things like human design, who are teaching energy work, the healers out there who are starting to be more empowered who are starting to make more money, who are starting to have real voices for the collective, 
where they're not hiding in the shadows and they're not afraid to say what they do and how they help because it's starting to become a very practical thing because we are up for this change. This is coming whether we want it or not. And what do we fortify ourselves with? We fortify ourselves with our own reliance on our individual knowing, on being independent, and by knowing how to navigate without necessarily relying completely on these institutions, on these bigger networks than we've had before. Now, some of the ways that I think that we're already seeing these themes play out are we're seeing some people hold on to the old. We are seeing these strong ties where people are like, we want to stay where we were. And this happens every time we evolve, every time consciousness evolves, every time we change. And I'm not talking even about these big changes like we're going to be experiencing coming up. But these changes that have happened where we abolish slavery and some of the awful things that people like us who look back on that and we're like, how could that have happened? How many things in history do we have like that? How could that have happened? There's always the people that want to hold on to the things that we're appalled by. We see this with the transgender issues. And the lens that I look at this all through, these changes that we're seeing, we're seeing strikes and workers stand up for themselves. And they are unionized, so there is still that tribal connection. But they are saying, we deserve more. You don't deserve it all, big company, big studios, big conglomerates. There is a revolt that we are seeing against the big, big companies. And we're starting to say that we deserve more. COVID, a huge change for all of us, where workers suddenly realized that maybe I don't need this big company to support me. Maybe there is another way. Because the cross of planning is there's no individuality in it. So it says, I'll just go with the flow as long as everybody's taken care of. Okay, you'll pay my salary. All right, I'll accept whatever it is as long as I can eat and put food on the table. That's fine. Now we're starting to say, no, I want abundance. I get to have it too. We're starting to see that pull. Now, how hard do the institutions hang on that maybe they're the things that crash themselves and cause this because they want to hold on to the old way because it threatens the way of life for so many people? Or can we work together? And I think that that's something that we are seeing. Now, I'm not a fortune teller. I don't know what's going to happen. I really have no idea. I just look at the world through the lens of there's always an opportunity. There is always an opportunity for us to rise to the occasion rather than have to go hide and wait for everything to fall. And I think that work like what we're doing, I think that the rise of entrepreneurship and people really feeling called to do their own thing to find their purpose, to work their purpose, to put it out in the world, to change the world. I think we're seeing that draw so much now that I don't know if necessarily feeling this pull to the individual, but we are feeling the pull away from it's got to be all about everybody else and not about me. And I like to look at it like we're the ones preparing the world for something good to come out of this. That by doing the work that we're doing on ourselves, by empowering ourselves, abundance, intimacy, presence, and power. If you can look at those four gates, 
and say, how can I embody those more? How can I be more in alignment with those? Then you're ahead of the curve. And truthfully, I feel like I don't have anything to fear that we're, we're on the right side of this. I pray for this to go well. I pray that people will find their own way. It doesn't have to be human design. It doesn't have to be my way. But I hope people keep seeking because the seeking is ultimately, I think, what's empowering people. They're asking better questions. They're questioning the, the big structures. I also don't believe they are all evil. I just don't. I don't believe that every structure needs to go. I don't believe that every politician is dirty. I don't believe that has to be the way. I'm not dogmatic in any way. I'm open-minded in every way. My open ajna <laughs> is always saying, well, maybe it could be a different way. Maybe there could be some good. But I'm also not naive to say that it's all good. I think there's an opportunity for us to reevaluate. And I think that's what's really powerful about this time and that we get to live through it and we get to empower our kids through it. So if you want to be more empowered, I think one of the ways that you can do this, certainly human design, I think, is, is definitely one of the ways that you can empower yourself better than anything else. So if you would like to do that, please DM me the word lab on Instagram and I'll send you the link to our human design lab which is all about how to live by your design. We take you through it in a really painless, simple, easy to digest way where month by month we take you through a different aspect of your design. You also get an accelerator course with a whole bunch of other stuff that we offer you so you get started right away. And then every month we release something new for you. So you're actually living it, experimenting with it, using it and starting to see it take effect in your life. That's what will change you. So if you want help with that, we are happy to help you there. DM me the word lab and we'll send you the link or you can go to nicolelano.com forward slash lab and you can go straight to the web page there and we'll link all of this up in the show notes for you so you don't need to remember it all. I'm going to leave it here. I think that we covered a lot. I think I've given you a lot to ponder. So go ponder, go contemplate. My favorite word, go contemplate. And I would love to know what you thought of the show. Let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram and let me know what you thought. In the meantime, thank you for making it all the way to the end of this episode. Thank you for listening and thank you for subscribing. Go and subscribe. And remember, if you want to have an unshakable business, you must first become an unshakable human. So thank you for letting us help you on your journey of becoming unshakable with human design, everybody. We'll see you next time. If you love this episode and you're a fan of the show, please show us the love on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to the show and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with other entrepreneurs on their human design journey, join our free Facebook community, Human Design for Entrepreneurs. Go to nicolelano.me forward slash podcast links to join the group, book a human design reading with me, or access our free human design resources. We'll see you there.